Welcome to the New Zealand Tech Podcast, presented by Paul Spain, Bradley Burrows and guests. Welcome to the NZ Tech Podcast. This is episode 34. Now, we have a, uh, a different edition this time around. We have some special guests in the studio. Uh, Piero Ligori, former digital marketing manager at Two Degrees, and also Tom Bates. Uh, Tom, you're a social media strategist, formerly of Air New Zealand. Yes, that's correct. And you're now running your own uh, your own agency. Yeah, I, we have an agency called Contagion, which uh, our key client is uh, Tourism New Zealand. We do their global digital and social strategy, so exciting times. Excellent. Oh, I really appreciate having you guys in the studio. Um, we don't usually uh, get down and talk a huge amount about social media, but this week we thought it was really relevant because there's so much going on. Uh, Google have opened up uh, Google+, Plus that beta, so anyone can jump on board with it. And also, of course, we've got uh, Facebook that are in the in the process of sort of opening up a whole lot more capabilities there. So uh, I thought it would, would make an interesting discussion. Um, so yeah, let, let's uh, let's dive into that. So one of the one of the big bits of news this week has been um, uh, Google Chairman uh, Eric Schmidt's been uh, in front of the U.S. Senate uh, in regards to some sort of antitrust queries. Are you guys up to date with what's been happening there? Yeah, we've, yeah. we've obviously seen that unfold in the past week. It's really interesting, you know, reading about that online this week, seeing uh, that. You know, Bill Gates was in front of the same committee 13 years ago. Yeah, it's and, interesting, isn't and, it? It's you know, sort of like almost a repeat. Exactly. And and what's even more ironic, I guess, is that on Google today it was their 13th birthday. <laughs> um, so it's, <laughs> it's, well, where are we going to be in 13 years from now? But I think who's going to be next? Exactly. So I, I don't think Google will still be dominant in 13 years, but who knows? It's the curse of uh, of scale. You become successful, antitrust is going to follow. Everyone wants a pot shot at you when you get too big. Yeah, so it seems to be the way. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's. it's um, yeah, it hopefully doesn't turn into the same things as what Microsoft, uh, you know, went through. But the main sort of challenge against them seems to be that Google are actually sort of playing with with what should be fair search rankings and pushing themselves up. Is that is that what you guys are hearing? Yeah, that's exactly what I've been reading. But it, it is interesting because, you know. I guess it's almost like uh, you know the same sort of uh, challenges that they have in sports doping when whoever's uh, trying to uh, beat the competition uh, is always going to stay one step ahead of the regulators and so yeah, on. Yeah, so it's yeah. very hard to... How would of, you know? How would you know? And so if you get caught, you know, you're out of the game. So they're always one step ahead. And there's the, the, the other dynamic of, yep, we Google, this is our search engine. We could do what we like. We, we want to be first. You search for us. You'll find us. That's fantastic. So I guess it's that, that issue of it. if it's my business and I run my little search engine, I'd be putting my stuff right up the top there and everybody else can follow. Um, when you're a slightly larger company like Google sort of is, apparently. Apparently it's quite big. Um, 15% of the world's computers they, uh, they run, I'm told. Which is quite... That's huge, isn't yeah, it? it's a big number. They've got some massive data centers spread around the world and mostly secret locations, right, with, with all those computers. Yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see how that growth continues with the Android platform, you know, as mobile continues to go from strength to strength. You know, they'll take even more of a, a, a percentage of the world's data as we move forward. I, uh, I heard today they're, uh, they've got a 300-year business uh, business plan, which is slightly longer than the ones that I, I've worked on. 
but <laughs> three hundred years, three hundred years, like, and that's that's gospel. That's from yeah. from Google. Um, but yeah, they're on the mission to to uh, aggregate all the content in the world, which is a fairly yeah. sort of uh, massive um, mission statement, I guess. Yeah, categorize all information that exists is Google's sort of mission. Uh, a statement, which is, you know, sounds like a pretty big challenge, but they're kind of on their way there, aren't they? I guess, yeah, there, there's obviously some privacy challenges and things that that, 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 that fit into that picture too, you'd say. Uh, yes. <laughs> totally. And I think, you know, for us that have, uh, I guess, not digital natives, people that have can remember life before the internet, we, we do struggle with this, uh, I, I guess, mirror reflection of the digital world and the real world whether a lot of the people growing up with the internet today you know uh, teenagers don't remember any life without it so they sort of see don't see the issue as much because they've always expected um you know that you know the internet is basically an extension of themselves it's not something that they've become to fear it actually helps them so it's it's going to be a fascinating next few years as technology and uh, privacy laws uh, get challenged yeah i mean you know just just flicking back to that thought about you know google cheating and pushing themselves up in the in the ranks i noticed in the last uh, in the last week as they've opened up uh, the their google plus um um, site for for the general public, uh, I guess in some ways they've they've bypassed the need to come you know high in the rankings because they've put themselves right up there at the top of the uh, the browser window when anyone goes to do a search right and they've they've had that big there's a big hand pointing to it have you guys seen that <laughs> I did see that actually yeah. it wasn't around for as long as what I thought it would be though it was it had the big arrow I saw yeah. the, I saw a blue arrow yeah and it was sort of like oh that's uh that's um, with the amount of reach they get on their uh, Google uh, homepage, you know, that's, I can't imagine the amount of advertising value that would be. Yeah, if that was a paid spot, what do you guys think it would have, it would have actually, <laughs> it would cost to have a paid, you know, the, the value of that from an advertiser's point of view I for th- a few I, days on the homepage of Google, it's got to be like billions. I think the, uh, the CPC on that would have eaten uh, most people's uh, advertising budget for the next decade or so. <laughs> I'd say the only pers- uh, only company that might have been able to afford it would be Ash- uh, Apple with the, um, the cash reserve of the US government in, in their bank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which exactly. Is, again, rather, uh, rather uh, funny if you think about it. I mean, Google search is, is, is such a um, black hole. You know, there's so many people uh, out there who are um, SEO uh, specialists and consultants and, you know, the guys I've worked with are, are absolute geniuses, but there's still that. We think we know how Google's doing this. We think we know how they're indexing it. It's changing, it's evolving, but there's no certainties around it. So when you're having this conversation around antitrust, I mean, I don't know to what detail they're going to go in and say, actually, this is how our algorithm works. You know, do they expose that? Are they going to be forced to expose that? Yeah, that, that would be interesting. I think, you know, some one of the uh, senators was asking, um, you know, was asking why is Google ranked number three in all these various searches? And, you know, I think the answer that came back from Eric Schmidt was, you know, along the lines of, well, you know, I don't know, we'd have to go and have a look at all the technical stuff behind it. It just seemed odd that they were, you know, in a whole bunch of different searches, they were, they were third place. But, I mean, that could just be pretty you know, luck on those particular searches, right? Sure, and and I'm not a uh, an SEO specialist, but I, I would hesitate to say that there's probably quite a lot of link juice um, pointing towards the Google site, which is is 
uh, pushing them back up. You know, the well, Google would, would also know the inside tricks on on how to optimize their websites for <laughs> exactly. the Google search engine, right? If anyone's going to know it, they are. Exactly. I mean, the thing is as well. I mean, you've got paid search. I mean, the, yes, it's got a pink box around it uh, to indicate it's, it's paid, but I'd, I'd still hesitate to say that um, if not a majority, there's still millions and millions of people in this world that don't realise that those uh, ads that are sitting at the top or just to the right, um, people pay uh, to be there. Um, so, you know, you can pay to be right up those rankings. If you understand the... Um, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who understand the tricks to get themselves up yeah. there in an organic manner um, and I guess it's just that the, the conversation is that it's Google uh, have some knowledge about themselves that, that nobody else has that allows themselves to skew those weightings and I don't know, well, to unravel that um, well, Senate committee is going to be a very interesting challenge indeed. Yeah, yeah well, it's gonna be, that will be interesting to see how that unfolds um, other little bits and pieces of tech news. Uh, we understand uh, Panasonic are launching um, apparently a world-first 3D HD projector here in New Zealand tomorrow, so uh, we'll be getting along to have a look at that, and we'll report back next week on um, on whether it is what they say it is. Um, always cool to uh, to see these new bits of bits of tech coming through. Um, other things. Apple's iPhone 5 keeps coming up week after week in, in discussion. Uh, there's, there's been quite a bit of buzz in the media over the last week around uh, potentially a October 4 launch date, launch event, release. Uh, no, one, no one could probably be 100% sure exactly. Well, Al Gore's conf- confirmed the uh, October launch hasn't he oh has he yeah yeah Al Gore, Al Gore he was the first uh, first the only Apple employee to confirm that there will be an October launch and he uh, slipped that one out in a uh, oh there was in something in the last few days wasn't yeah. there but they didn't they haven't confirmed where the product's going to be available immediately it was a pretty small comment wasn't it yeah well yeah. the other thing he said iPhones yes what does that mean well yeah you could Ooh. There has a been black a, and a white one. Well, yeah. <laughs> well there was always That's the rumours that they were going to enter in a sort of a, a smaller, more lightweight one, you know, to compete with the uh, lower and end handsets of the Android. But whether or not that'll come true, I think the the rumour the rumour predictions are saying that that's not necessarily likely this time. No, well, I mean, in the past, you know, with the four, we've had the three three GS available as a sort of cheaper option, and yeah. and. I mean, it, it seems likely they'll do something similar again, but yeah, maybe they'll be a bit more aggressive and come out with something that's that you know maybe sits uh, a little bit lower down on the pricing. Yeah. Um, yeah. What we have, what we have heard just quietly locally here, is that there's likely to be New Zealand availability around the first of November um, from somebody within one of the telcos um, who would like to remain nameless. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, whether that's true or not, I mean, we keep hearing all these different bits and pieces from, from all over. Um, but, yeah, sounds like it's maybe a month month or so away. Um, now, also in that mobile space, we've got uh, the new Windows Phone 7.5 stuff, which is also there's been a lot of sort of uh, info bubbling around about that and when that come, becomes available for existing handsets. Um, now, what I, what I saw yesterday and, and ended up creating quite a buzz online was a new update for those that have managed to score the that 7.5 Mango update early. 
uh, there's an update that kind of gets gets those phones that have got maybe a um, uh, not the full and final release uh, gets them them ready for uh, for that. Um, and we're hearing stories about a whole lot of new phones that are likely to be shipping around the world, including a new Samsung handset, which we haven't seen um, Samsung release any Windows Phone handsets in New Zealand before. So sounds like that's getting really close. Um, they wouldn't give us any official info, but a press announcement from Samsung yesterday talks about a pretty funky new handset shipping globally. So uh, hopefully we'll hear that soon. Interesting. Uh, you know, the thing that's been taking, uh, I've seen a lot of uh, reports, you know, in Australia even recently is the Samsung-Apple battle about their uh, all of their IP, which is, you know, they're trying to beat each other to different patents. So it'll be interesting to see if anything like that would happen in New Zealand with yeah, Samsung. Yeah, we seem to be market. getting lef- left out of it, actually, uh-huh. which, which is... Um yeah, well, I guess it's that's better for the consumer here. Yeah, uh, and and I guess we hope that that we're just a small enough market that none of that ends up hitting us because it's um, we don't we don't affect the P and L. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not <laughs> just not not big enough sales for uh, for Apple to care or Samsung to uh, care about any any legal stuff here. Although they continue to be battling in Australia, so yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'll be interested to see how that lands. Um, on on that front, uh, we've got a new device we've been having a look at over the last uh, few days, a new uh, Samsung Galaxy S5, if I've got it right, which is a little 5-inch um, sort of tablet thing, um, but without, without any 3G capability built into it. So, um, yeah, it's quite interesting. I mean, it looks just like a, a slightly bigger phone than, uh, than what you'd be used to. Um, but it doesn't have a, a SIM in it, so you can't actually use it as a phone. Um, yeah, I'm not 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 quite convinced that it's uh, that it's something I would use. Um, have you have you guys seen uh, seen that one? Uh, no, I haven't had the uh, the pleasure of seeing it. Um, I think there is a real uh, value in the old SIM card in in the phone. Um, <laughs> actually. Uh, using the the power of the mobility and the uh, connectivity, the ability to get on the uh, the internet, I'm sure in uh, other markets where um, the Wi-Fi Wi-Fi options are far more um, readily available, uh, there's real uh, value. New Zealand, you know, we don't seem to have Wi-Fi absolutely everywhere. Oh, look, there it is now. Nice wow, it's, it's it. In the box, it looks about the same size as a normal phone, but it actually fills up the whole box. So it's, uh, what, maybe 20 30% bigger than your Android there? Yeah. This is, a, uh, this is actually a, uh, another Samsung phone. What, one are you, what, what phone are you using there, Piero? It's a, uh, it's a uh, Nexus, Google Nexus S. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. So that, that is interesting with no SIM card. Maybe they're looking at those markets where they can use, uh, you know, voice dialing over Skype uh, or other apps, you know, to be able to offer that functionality. Have you read anything like that, or is it just more... I mean, yeah, you can definitely do that that, that sort of, uh, you know, capability, but without without the 3G, yeah, to yeah. me it's... Um, I mean, if it's if not much bigger than a phone, and there are now these, they, you know, they've already announced a number of. Uh, I know HTC have announced a couple of handsets with 4.7 inch screens that are so close yeah. to that, but they're a full blown, um, you know, they're a full blown phone. So, yeah, I mean, my my thought is uh, rather than going for one of those, I'd probably go for uh, 
you know something like one of those HTCs. I think they're 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 releasing a Windows Phone Seven Five handset and a and an Android handset and that sort of form factor. Sure, uh, probably more likely go for that. Um, but I mean, it'd be cool for gaming and and so on having the bigger screen mm. for sure. Tom, um, do you reckon that uh, I think it could be some issues with this in terms of um, safety uh, around vibrate mode? On this, it's a large phone, and if that vibrated, it could, uh, it could take someone out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that is dangerous. Yep. Uh, yeah, is there a warning sticker on there? Uh, not that there I can probably see, is not some sort of OSH guidelines are, or something for its usage. It's so. packed full of features, just not no no, no uh, phone. Yeah. For some people, it could be a key selling point. Well, what I've seen with these is that I think they're using them as giveaways. I've seen them, um, they're using it to promote some of the new uh, high-end Sam- Samsung, um, you know, large TVs. Mm. And part of the deal is you get one of these thrown in for free. Sure. So in that case, I don't think anyone's going to be too upset about, about getting one. And does the, does the price point dramatically come down of not being a phone or is it still at the same sort of same comparative level do you, you know? that's a really good question i haven't actually seen i haven't actually seen them for sale so yeah. um yeah i'm not sure whether they're doing them as, as standalone units i imagine they are um but where i've mostly seen them mentioned has been these sort of things bundled with a tv and so sure. on so um anyway we're going to try this thing out over the next uh, over the next few weeks and um if the listeners twist our arms enough this will probably be a um one of our next giveaways on the uh, on the show, so uh, nice. so keep keep listening in. Paul guys. does have a rubber arm, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I think the big the big sort of topics this week um, that that you guys will have been, I'm sure, having a good look into is is what's been happening around Google Plus and even more so, really, uh, Facebook. So, I mean, Google Plus is still in beta, but it's opened up to the general the general public. Anyone can jump on without an invite, although there were mega millions of invites available anyway. So, yeah. if you wanted to try it, it was easy. Uh, but I guess now they're they're pushing it on everyone. What uh, What are your thoughts? What's is it Is it going to work? Are they going to Is it going to fly? Well, it's interesting because. I think you know Gmail was in beta for five years or so, and so how, who knows how long uh, Google Plus will stay? Um, I guess in this sort of developing developers mode, you could argue that Facebook's constantly in beta. Really, it's just mm. changing, you know, every day, especially privacy settings, which seems to cause a lot of the uh, the fuss at the moment. But I, I really, you know, when Google Plus first came out, I, I was you know quite taken aback how much you know thought they'd put into it after their buzz failure but then you know just last week now seeing the new facebook in terms of the timeline feature especially they've taken another you know giant leap forward beyond google plus and you know matching them doubling raising them you know it's sort of it's going to be an interesting uh, few weeks uh, yeah Fiero? yeah i mean the last 90 days i think you've seen more innovation in, in social media than you've probably seen in the few years before it like it's just ridiculous. and the entire history almost i mean like, it's, it's phenomenal the, the, you've just got to look at the new um changes to facebook and i don't think there's any way in terms of getting around it as being a reaction to google plus and they've incorporated so many um little bits and pieces that um you know i guess we're we're new to google plus you can bring in i mean you 
you see what they've done in, in, in response to Twitter. It's almost like they've bought... Yeah, all, they've really responded to Twitter, haven't they? Because Twitter's been yeah. growing so quickly. Yeah. Have, I mean, do you see there, are they, are, they, are, they, are they considering LinkedIn as well? Because, you know, there are obviously these other social networks that have been growing in the background. Facebook, yeah, have been the number one, but I guess they, they certainly don't want to be in a position where they're the next MySpace and um, they're, yeah. they're no longer uh, in play. Sorry, there you go. Oh, I mean, in, in terms of the, the list feature um, in, in Facebook, which um, I believe has been rolled out to, to everybody, yeah. sort of uh, just after the new changes, I've installed the, uh, the new developer, what do we call it, patch application. So uh, just trying to work out what... There are some uh, tricks online how to do that, yeah. right? So yeah. You, anyone can actually get that stuff if you're, if you're keen, right? Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. It's not actually as hard as you'd think either. It's basically... Um, probably take took me a couple of minutes actually, and I was yeah. expecting to go through uh, a painful process of copying and pasting some code, and uh, it was pretty pretty straightforward. Mm. But the um, the list feature is, as you can see, is a response to uh, circles yeah. in, in Google Plus, and you can see how it could be used as a, I guess, as a, as a LinkedIn. Um, business type network as well. as well yeah, yeah. yeah. so uh, th- w- what I, th- I guess we're all trying to work out and, and work through over the next little while is um, you know what are we seeing right now in terms of, of the developer uh, environment and what's actually going to be rolled out and how the privacy settings and how privacy is going to work um, across the um, I guess in real life versus what we can see now mm. Yeah, the, the the interesting thing, uh, I, I was lucky enough to be invited to the New Zealand Facebook unveiling of this on Friday, and you know that the keynote which we uh, watched the whole thing of with Mark Zuckerberg and a few guests, uh, basically apparently he made a prediction in 2002 saying he predicted that every year people would share double what they shared last year, and since 2002 it's been happening, and so he's kind of gambling on the well it looks like a pretty solid bet that people are okay with sharing and they keep forcing people down this to be more open uh i guess uh path but people don't seem to be resisting and i think that's where hopefully someone like google plus you know can come along and actually say do you know what we've got a choice um we can potentially compete with that we'll be uh you know we'll have a better uh well Google's probably not the right example. We've already talked about their privacy concerns. But when a competitor, to give us the uh, the choice at the moment, everyone's on Facebook. So you, so if you want to use a social network, it makes sense to be that the one you're going to use. I mean, there's... I mean, you, you say this and then you look look at the, the MySpace example um, in terms of how people do shift. But there just seems to be a real sense of of scale with Facebook. It's like, how do you get in touch with anybody now? How do you find anybody? You know, even the idea of giving them a phone number or an email address is like, look, I'll just find you on Facebook. Um, It's become so much part of everybody's everyday life. Um, I think Google Plus looks great. You know, we got on there straight away. Um, There's a bunch of people on there. It was interesting. There was a lot of the, the usual suspects that you see around, you know, I hate to say it, but social media circles, yeah, um, and, and and so achieve phenomenal scale, um, mm. really, really quickly. Mm. Uh, totally anecdotal. I go back on there and I don't see a lot of new stuff. No. You know, it just seems to be a bit of a hey, I've got my page. Oh, something new came on. I'll add them in t- to a circle. N- nothing's really happening there. Well, the, the, is it is it because it 
people have got enough to do already maintaining the existing the existing platforms that that they're on that you know how can you keep up with and you know x number of sort of so- social networks yeah. particularly when there's a lot of similarities exactly. well i think you know most if you strip most of the social networks that people use at the moment you know whether you like them love them hate them they do the ones that have been successful have a utility function mm. you know linkedin is great for you know i guess linking yourself in with other people for your career potentially promoting your career twitter's great for uh, you know sourcing information from relevant people in a really timely manner and facebook's a great way to connect with other people google plus at the moment it doesn't really seem to nail a niche and do that really well they're kind of a little bit of facebook a little bit of twitter Mm. and as as piero said every time i do log on it's basically other people talking about google plus rather than (laughs) rather than actually providing a real world utility you know people aren't connecting with people in the way they do on facebook or checking in or adding up uh, photos of their uh, holiday or, you know, the other things that people use social networks for. And in, until they kind of find that niche, I think they may may struggle um, to, you know, provide that alternative. Facebook may, as I said before, um, become that the MySpace and push things too far. You know, MySpace started to become too much about advertising, not enough about the user, and that mm. was one of the key um, drivers for people to leave. Facebook doesn't seem to care too much about the user uh, with the privacy issues we mm. see. But I guess, uh, you know, the, the social media space, uh, particularly in those individual niches, is a little bit like some of the other online spaces and, and um, you know, a, a monopoly-type situation is kind of, you know, what, what you would expect. You know, like we've got Trade Me here, for instance, it's very, very hard now for anyone else to come into that space and to launch, um, you know, a similar site that could compete with with Trade Me and attract the same number of users, because once you've got that scale, that that's the thing that makes it that makes it work. Yeah. yeah. And unless you can build up that scale again, and I guess, I mean, if anyone can do it, Google have got the overall scale in terms of you know um, people that visit their site already. Yeah. But yeah, they've still got to come up with something really unique, don't they? Yeah, I think that seems to be the common consensus at the moment. Uh, I think, you know, it would be interesting. Apple, you would argue, you know, or Microsoft, you know, the other big connected companies, as you will, um, you know, they're the only other ones with the potentially the resource at the moment to be able to do that. And, you know, Google looks like the main player. It would be interesting to see where tw- how Twitter reacts to, to the mm. latest social media changes. Pure says so much been happening in the last... Six, six to 12 months, it's just phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that you bring up Apple because you just have that sense of if Apple were going to go create a social network, they would have approached it in a completely different way. They would come at it, you'd look at it and go, wow, oh my goodness, what have they done? This is the super coolest thing I've ever seen. Mm. And it would have a, I guess they approach things from quite a, a user-centric approach. Like, what do actually people want? What do they need? Um, what are they going to aspire to, and then deliver something to that, where you feel like Google just went, how do we make Facebook better, and have made, you know, added some stuff that was cool without really a a real sense of why are these hundreds of millions of people going to ditch Facebook all of a sudden and come to us, Um, you know, uh, and it might just be something, some funny little thing that they come up with that, 
you know, people are going to use in a way that they never imagined that might drive that traffic to there. Or it might be as a result of, of a revolt against Facebook. But, yeah, somehow you need to go get my wife and Tom's mum and your auntie who don't care about this stuff yeah, to they're realize on Facebook today, but... Yeah. yeah. How do you shift those guys? Mm. It's going to be really interesting because I think, you know, the thing that sort of stepped Facebook... Uh, probably to the next level, you know, I'm not sure how long ago is now, probably only 6 to 12 months is the like button which started to the social plugins mm. that f- uh, basically gave Facebook uh, you know, a place on everyone's website and you know, if you didn't have it you were sort of missing out, you know and Facebook, all of a sudden the tentacles you know, spread so wide and you know, Google Plus have got that with the plus one button which obviously helps search rankings but, you know, one of the big changes out of uh, last week's announcements with you know Facebook now adding the the verb and the noun so you can you can watch a book or re uh, sorry watch a movie <laughs> or read a book yeah. rather than just like something so all of a sudden basically anything online or in the real world is now able to be I guess Facebooked for, uh, you know yeah that's so interesting and and I understand they've got you know plug or they they you know they're working on plugins to things like uh, Netflix yeah. I think there's some rules in the US that that, yeah. m- that make that illegal at the at the moment but yeah. um, you know some of the other things like Spotify and so on yeah. so you know the music that you're listening to will mm-hmm. uh, you know will be just shared automatically and so on yeah so again that goes right down to that uh, the privacy concerns is that if you sign up with Spotify, link that to your Facebook account, then that one click, every time you listen to a song, it'll be shared through your network and your ticker. And you may say, that's a great way for me to define myself, but then again, imagine for the next five, ten years if you're on Facebook and it's everything you're doing is shared, you know, that's giving a pretty open look at yourself. And, you know, I think a lot of people might find that quite confronting, whether at the time they see that as a way to, you know, add some creativity to their page or help establish who they are uh, so yeah it's just it's going to be interesting to see how the world reacts because I've already noticed people overseas um, using Spotify um, connect with Facebook and my ticker without a without you know sort of any um, with well they just seem to be embracing it yeah, well, like, I mean, there was that fear, you know, in years gone by, the uh, you know, Big Brother type stuff of you know being watched by, you know, government etc. But you know, it's all been flipped on its head, and and now you know people are choosing to share all of this information. Yeah. You've got the option: is this going to be public or private? Yeah. And in a lot of cases, people are just making all sorts of you know all sorts of information uh, accessible to anyone to do with what they please. Yeah. It's it's you know it's pretty uh, pretty flabbergasting. I think that uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the Onion skit about the CIA and Facebook, um, and they talk about this is their best operation ever. For years they were trying to get information out of people, and they came up with this co-op uh, sort of you know undercover op called Facebook, and people just give it up to them yeah. <laughs> all day every day. You know it's, it's very funny when it's you brilliant. when okay. you get the background. Yeah. Oh, we might have to link that one through on the yeah. uh, NZ Tech Podcast website so uh, so people can have a look because that, that sounds great. I mean, the other thing in terms of privacy concerns is is the lack of, I guess, where people who are fairly engaged with this stuff and, and read about it and pay attention. But for the, you know, the majority of people, um, it's just amazing how little people are aware of, 
you know, the privacy issues in terms of what people, other people can see about their, um, about their information. And that for me is quite a scary thing is that people are sharing stuff that they don't realize, um, is going to be archived and, um, you know, potentially thrown back at them. Well, it's um, there forever, isn't it? And exactly. I guess there are stages in people's lives, particularly when they're young and growing up, that you know certain things happen that at that stage they might not understand the consequences of it. Mm. But looking back later on, you know, they, we, we probably, you know, if we sort of sat here and looked back in our past, there'll, there'll be events that we probably wouldn't want to just sort of, you know, publish out there and say, yeah, this is what I did on that particular occasion and so on. But um, with you know, with these social networks, that, that stuff's going to just be laid bare. And once it's out there, you can't get it back, right? Well, no. the first thing I asked as soon as we saw the, the timeline feature, and for, for the people who, who haven't seen it yet, it's a... Um, yeah, can you yeah, tell us a little bit about it? Because it, I guess it's not you know, publicly accessible yet unless you jump through some hoops. Can you give us a, a, a quick rundown? Sure, on? I guess the best way to explain it, like if you look at your um, your profile back in the back in the old days of last week, um, you get to the bottom page and you know you can scroll back through history, but it's a very time-consuming and, and laborious process. Um, with the new timeline, um, there's basically a... What do you sort call of it? an infinite scroll. It's yeah. kind of like when you do, I don't know if anyone's done a, a search in um, like um, the Bing image search. You can just keep scrolling. There's, yeah. there's millions of, and yeah. just keep going and on. And so you scroll all the way back. There's a little menu down the right-hand side. Do you want to go back to 2010, the 2000s, the 90s, the 80s, the 70s, back to when you're born. Now, which is really interesting because, as we all know, that uh, Facebook wasn't around in the 19. 19- yeah, eighties yeah. and the nineteen nineties. Uh, so there's obviously a lot of lot of plans around there to populate that information, but you can actually go back and it prompts you to to actually insert a picture of when you were born. Um, you can go back and you can add information. So I can post a status update from nineteen seventy nine um, when I was watching the Mickey Mouse Club. Um, if That's you really crazy. want to, it, crazy, it, it's, it? it's crazy. You can edit information. And the, the first question I asked when when I started looking at it. Was going. Hang on. Where have they pulled all this information from? H- have they pulled that information that they've got archived that I've deleted? I don't know. So we were mm-hmm. going back, going, you know, are ex girlfriends on here? Are there, you know, yeah, well, things that I've deleted or events? And, and I mean, I've, I've become quite enamoured with my own uh, profile page in terms of going. <laughs> oh wow, that's when I got engaged. That's when I got married. That's when I did all that. You know, you can actually yeah. look back at history, which is quite exciting. Yeah. But so there's a pretty cool side to it, right? Being able to look at oh, your life, it's kind of like phenomenal. You know, this is my life type, you know, book online that that highlights all of these major events. And yeah, the, the, the way they described it was the scrapbook of your life. And, and interesting what you said before around have they archived information? I um, I removed my birth year from my profile, you know, a couple of years ago. But when the timeline first came up on my page, I scrolled right back and it had my birth date as July 12, 1982. And I was like, well, they've still obviously remembered that. And then the only other information in the 80s in my profile was my brother and sister's birthdays, which they've also tagged to me because they know that we're brother and sister. Yeah. And that started to raise, like you say, alarm bells because this information exists. Whether or not we've got it on public display, it's been there from the past. Mm, and they're, so they're doing whatever they choose with it. And we've seen, I mean, the, the, the bugs that um, were revealed the other day, I tried to go find it as soon as I heard about it. But um, the fact that you could go back and um, 
see the people that you had unfriended or had unfriended you, which is you know one of the great mysteries of of Facebook, along with who else is looking at your profile. Mm, yeah. um, so you know it was a little bug, and they've they've shut it down and they've they've hidden it. But um, it's, it's quite intriguing to uh, ask a lot of questions around what, what they could bring back and when. Well, and, and there are yeah, and there, there are genuine risks around you know bugs and security hmm. you know breakdowns where you know you might set it up as as you know might put a whole lot of information and in not for public viewing, but hey, things happen and yeah. and it might become available or you know through a whole range of mechanisms. And imagine what this thing's going to do to hipsters. You know, I mean, hipsters. It's all about. I, I, you know, I'm not into that music. It's cool. It's cool now. I'm not into it. I, you know, oh, I've never been into that. No, no, no. <laughs> and then if you've got like a Spotify stream going through your your profile, you're going to be able to go, go back and see what music you used to be into like a year and a half ago. Yeah. You know what all the punters are into now. It's going to destroy the entire hipster movement. <laughs> so possibly this is a good thing. I, I, I think the new Facebook hack, rather than updating someone's status, will be just quietly playing some music or some <laughs> terrible TV where they're not looking, and it'll be very. Sub- but everyone else will be seeing what they're looking. Tommy <laughs> Bates is listening to Celine Dion. Yeah, and you won't know that's happening. The mute button's on. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Ah, so many possibilities, right? Oh, yeah. Gosh. Cool. All right. Well, um, that's pr- that's probably a um, a good sort of good coverage of what's been going on. Any other highlights you guys can sort of think of from you know particularly this last last week or so that we should highlight before we sort of uh, wrap up the show? Um, no, I think the the only thing that sort of struck me as kind of interesting today was that uh, Facebook is supposed to be bringing out an iPad app out for years, and apparently it's been in a bit of a battleground with Apple around how that uh, you know rolls out. And apparently they're supposed to be doing it at the iPhone five launch, which I find kind of rather um, rather weird. But it did come from Mashable, which is pretty trusty um, source. So yeah. You know, I don't know what that means for either Apple or Facebook, but the fact that it's a joint announcement is is quite interesting mm. with with the developments of the past few weeks. Well, I think you know Apple Apple are keen to uh, yeah, obviously stay at the forefront. They've got that Twitter integration and in, yeah. um, in the next version of the um, iOS software, uh, which will obviously be what's shipping with with the new iPhones and whenever the next series of iPads come out too. So. Um, it would certainly make sense for them to establish those sort of um, alliances, which I guess a number of other players have, including the um, the ill-fated touchpad with all its um, uh, social media integration. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's, it's just that, that thing of like, what do people do on their iPhones? You know, like they make calls, they text, and the massive proportion of, of data that is being consumed through these things is... I'm updating my status. I'm uploading books, to, you know, pictures to Facebook. Mm. I mean, it, it, it's the it's the Facebook Twitter tool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the the integration is is just something that I guess they want to celebrate rather than brush yeah. under the carpet. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, yeah, I guess you know another partner. You know, they're looking at the likes of Hulu, Spotify, Netflix, all the other big digital. Uh, uh, I guess 
new content providers and, and platforms, so it makes sense. But just it's interesting to see one of the big two that potentially have always gone head-to-head, potentially coming out with some sort of mm. alliance, and at least in a, a public context. You know, I'm sure yeah. there's a lot going on behind closed doors. So. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I'm sure there's all sorts that we don't really know about. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we will never know well, about. You yeah. know, maybe we needed someone like Anonymous or WikiLeaks to get in and hack, <laughs> <laughs> hack yeah, these big guys, you know. That, that would be extremely interesting, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, it tends to be these the court cases and so on where a lot of these, you know, hidden um, emails and things come out, doesn't it? So, oh, totally. uh, you know, may, maybe if things continue with... Um, uh, with with Google in, in front of the US Senate, that um, there'll be a few more bits of more information that come out over the next little while. Yeah, Imagine if they, they had to leak the algorithm, eh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, it seems Microsoft have already done a pretty good job of um, of matching in a lot of regards. I mean, you notice these days a lot of searches. If you sort of compare side by side, they're not they're not that far off anymore. So yeah. um, they've probably just done yeah. the old the old trick of just to make the best hires, pay them more. You know, come over to come <laughs> over, yeah, come yeah. over to Microsoft. We'll uh, we'll uh, pay you more, and you can recreate what you've done at Google. Yeah, so. why not? Why not? All right. Hey, thanks very much for coming on the show, guys. Really appreciate it. It's um, it's definitely been a bit of a different uh, a different focus of the the NZ Tech podcast than usual. Um, but I think the listeners will uh, will definitely in, enjoy um, what you guys have had to say. No worries. Thanks Great. for having us, Paul. Yeah, thanks for having us. So, how do we find you guys online? You've got Twitter handles and so on that uh, you can share, Piero? Yeah, I'm uh, Piero underscore. So P I E R O underscore. Oh, that's a nice short one. Yeah, it's good. And I'm uh, my name's a bit more common, so Tommy underscore Bates. Oh, nice. Okay. Oh, well, that that's pretty easy. Um, and as you, usual, you guys can uh, can find the NZ Tech Podcast online at nztechpodcast.com or facebook.com slash NZ Tech Podcast and at NZ Tech Podcast Twitter. Um, and I'm on Twitter as well, just Paul Spain. So uh, thanks, everyone, for listening in, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Cheers.